shoot me, I don't care. They'll shoot me in the back of the head, I don't care. Down with big brother, they will shoot in the back of the head, I don't care. Down with big brother, down with big brother, down with big brother, down with big brother! You are the dead. So welcome back to podcast number two, dealing with the Auckland Theatre Company performance of 1984, which we saw at the ASB Theatre, didn't we? We did. In Auckland. So bear with us. We're going to look at technologies. There's three brains in this room. And so hopefully we're going to be able to cover some of these things. And hopefully it reminds you about the theatre performance that you saw. So the first thing we're going to look at is we're going to look at the use of projection, okay? So remember there was a great big projection screen and it was used a lot. And it was used for showing of the filming, which was happening real time. Yeah, live. Now there were eight different cameras which were at all times filming. Not only were we seeing what was on stage, we were seeing what was happening behind stage. Correct. I remember, and Lucy, you talked about this, one of the first things is when it was filming him writing. Yes. And that was projected above him. And that was writing his diary. Yeah, so from the very beginning you get um, a nod to the original novel and also bringing it back up to date with all the surveillance and um, and obviously emphasising the one of the methods by which he was caught out by Big Brother. Of course, yes. Because mm-hmm. he was writing, writing his thoughts down in the novel, in the diary. We also saw it in regards with the big... Um, words behind and Mm. so there are some pictures that you've got in your resource pack about that words like thought police thought criminal love hate big brother is watching you war is peace freedom is slavery ignorance is strength now Kel you were saying something about this yeah there's um in the actual novel itself it talks about black white which is the idea that opposites um, if you use opposites all the time, you start to not realise which one is real and which one isn't. Um, you can really hook and talk about the wider world if you talk about Trump talking about fake news when actually most of the time it's him that's fake and lying and what is truth. And, and repetition. The more you repeat something, the more absolutely. you see something, the more you're liable to believe it. That's exactly right. And so um, one of the key scenes that we that you guys could talk about is when all of the people in in the factory, we'll call it a factory in, 19, in sort of the 1940s. The book club. And the, yeah, the book club uh, in the past. They, um, a bell goes and they all have to stand up and there is a projection of thought criminal on the back of the screen with somebody who's actually being tortured, I think at the time, and persecuted. And they all have to scream why they hate this person. So the thought criminal is really big, bold and white and typeface and... It really makes the audience, because it's showing to the audience, it makes us question, well, why are these people actually joining in and and being so cruel to this man who's clearly, that we can see, is actually being tortured at the time? Is it making them complicit in the act? I think it is. I think so it makes us and the audience a... complicit. Yeah, and we are, so we are all as guilty yeah. as the torturers. And then it also projects up a really large image saying, Big Brother is watching you. So we can't fail but in the audience to think, well, who is that you? It's me. Big Brother's watching me. So it really makes you question not only about the theatre piece but about our own lives and who's watching us, who's surveilling us. But then also, we're watching the actors. Mm -hmm. So it's putting us in the place of being Big Brother. It's switching with perspectives at all times, isn't it? And that's part of that non-linear narrative 
really, isn't it? Making us think, well, what's going on? And keeping us on edge and making us feel uncomfortable all the time. And I think that the use of the word you, the if you want to get technical about it, the second person plural pronoun, the you, it's used in advertising all the time. So it brings to, obviously we're thinking about the politics and the censorship, but also the manipulation in advertising as well. Um, yeah. is brought up by phrases like that. Jeepers. We're going down the rabbit hole yeah, here, we everyone, are. aren't we? We that, really are. That was good. So, projection. There's also various other bits of projection. There is, is it the video? It's like, yeah. yeah. The live, so we see, what we do see is when Julia and Winston go off with Charrington into the antique store, we actually, and they go upstairs, and, and in the end, they end up getting it on. And we see them, and we also see when Big Brother discovers them, and we can see the these blacked masked figures coming in and tearing everything apart and pulling them out. And it's a real sense, because it's projected up on the screen, there's a real sense of sort of urgency and tension that's created from that, because we can hear it off stage, we can hear it live, but we can also see it. But we can only see it through the projection. We can't see it for real, which makes us question, what again, is this a real thing or is it fictitious? What's going on? And what view am I being allowed to see? Because you know when you're... Because we're manipulated to see only one angle or well, there's eight mm. cameras, so we could see eight different angles. <coughs> but yeah. perhaps that's not the angle of the truth. It's not as if you get a choice over what you're seeing, but at the same time it is still quite voyeuristic, as the modern world is also, where we're seeing... You know, getting it, being shown things, um, searching things out on the internet that well, we're being we don't fed necessarily it. want to. See. Yeah, yeah, we're being fed it, but we're also seeking it out as well. And we don't necessarily want to see it, but we almost can't help watching. Once mm. I remember being surprised that that was actually real when it flew away, and I could actually see it was real. I was convinced I was convinced it was pre-recorded. I, I'd say same um, yeah. but that yeah. was amazing. And, the and fact why? That why? Why do you think it was? Why was it live? What was the? I think it was sort of that validating what was truth, like yep. that we could actually see in the end. Oh, it is actually. It life. is actually, and that's what's yeah. happening. And what's happening behind the walls? Yes, the walls again. Yeah, uh, walls bringing us to Trump again. And also, we had that whole matrix system where there's all those computerized language, which was, as you were saying, the babies. It has the names and the age and the weight of babies when they're being born and how they're being deleted from the system. Yes. And you saw them physically being deleted and someone not existing. So the ability to take something away, and if something's not in the records and it didn't happen, and the denial that it didn't happen, and we get that in politics all yeah. the time. And don't interestingly, we? that couldn't have happened at the time that Orwell wrote the book. But obviously, the directors have really taken advantage of the advances in technology um, to show us what is truly possible now, which yeah. actually is more scary than the book itself. Yeah, you're right. Very true. That's really scary. Mm. When you think about um, your identity, identity being stolen mm. or someone hacking into your computer or your phone or the fact that all our money is not actually real money, it's just numbers on a computer screen. Zeros and ones. How someone could just go in there and, and remove it and take it all away. Yeah. And it shows you how our lives are constructed in a very precarious manner and how things can be manipulated. So there's a lot to do with projection. We've probably only just scratched the surface. But we'll look into the idea of the lighting now. Now, the lighting designer said it was really difficult with the lights because not only are they lighting for theatre, they're also lighting for camera. And so that gave them some really difficult challenges to work with. And they wanted to focus on how the lighting would affect the audience. And 
they wanted it to look like there's an intensity to the piece and they really wanted the audience to feel uncomfortable, hence the bright flashing lights, mm. all that sort of stuff. And it makes the audience feel like they don't want to sit there and watch anymore because we want it to be confronting, just like the products in the play. And at the very end, the lights actually are projected onto the audience. We know Brian is talking to us and saying, basically saying that we are part of Big Brother and that we are responsible with our looking at phones. That light on, on me and the audience really made me feel very uncomfortable, very exposed, and that was intentional. Sound was the same. They talked about that it's important for the sound was to be intense and to make the audience very, very uncomfortable. There's screeching noises. What did you know? It was unpleasant. Discordant. Discordant. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like that Claxton sound of the warning, Mm. you know, the warning. And computer glitchy. Yes. Staticky. And it, yeah, it was not pleasant. But you you accepted it wasn't meant to be. It was unnatural. There was no natural sound. It was nothing that we know of. It was. There was nothing. There was no no sound of nature. There was no no nature, was there? It was just. Yeah, you're right, made up and very... very, um, Artificial, very constructed. Mm. And uncomfortable. And it resonated in such a way to make you feel uncomfortable. You know, like those sounds like the drill. And let's go to the the torture. The sounds of the torture were really upsetting. We knew what was happening. We could empathise with it. The whole idea of imagining the drill of um, of a dentist and how it makes you kind of you know, the hairs on the back of your neck react, it almost made you feel an element of that pain. And they used repetition of those sounds um, to really put us on edge. So another technology that we need to talk about we can't avoid is the whole idea of the set and how it starts as this almost well-made room where they're going to Mm. be having their book club. It's a box set, really, isn't it? Yeah, and you can see people walking behind the windows Mm -hmm. and moving through, and that's quite... It, it's quite exact. It is. It makes us feel that it's a historical period. Uh, it's wooden panelling and glass, and uh, and it's quite dark, sort of more of a mahogany colour. And there's a table there with chairs around it, again, in the mahogany colour. And you're right, it does really place it in the time of 1940s, doesn't it? And working with their costumes as well. It, it does, except for one thing. There's the TV screen in the corner. Which oh, is true. incoherent, like so that brings it to today, but definitely the late 1940s when it was written is definitely referenced, and it and it's always appears that they are in this, they're always in 